it was not his birthday, or his birthday was insignificant without the evidence that he was from God. His life was without meaning if he did not be raised from the dead. His crucifixion was just one of many unless he was raised from the dead. We rejoice and our faith is in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, in verse 3, it says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, which I received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas and then of the twelve. And after that, he was also seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the great part remain until this present time, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of the apostles, but last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that I am not meant to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly that, than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether I were, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so you believe. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is also in vain. The basis of our faith is not just the birth of Christ, the life of Christ, the crucifixion of Christ, but our faith is in the evidence of the resurrection of Christ. Without the resurrection, there is no gospel. Without the resurrection, there is no victory over sin. Without the resurrection, there is no power in the blood. Without the resurrection, Christianity is just a figment of somebody's philosophy. But because Jesus is raised from the dead, we as the disciples may have once shuddered in fear, but today, because of our faith in the resurrection, we are willing to give it all for our faith. Amen. And so today, we're going to receive communion. 
I'm going to give them a couple minutes to get it ready uh, and get it prepared. And we're going to receive communion. Hey, thank you, guys. Boy, you pre-jumped me, didn't you? And I want to read to you out of 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, where Paul receives for the Gentile church. This is not a revelation of the Last Supper. It is a revelation that comes out of the Last Supper because it's referred to. But for you and I, it is the beginning of many times of reminiscing what Christ did for our life. And in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, it says, I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. The importance of this is that for as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread or drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these symbolisms. God of the work of Christ. We thank you for the symbolism, God, of a revelation that Jesus is coming again. That, God, our faith is rooted and grounded not only in what Christ has done, but what he and we are anticipating to be done at the coming of the Lord. God, stir our faith, deepen our faith. Ignite our faith, as the song said, awaken that we sleep not. And God, we thank you for the work of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Please disperse men. As we are receiving communion, we understand that the broken body of Christ was broken by bearing the sins that we, as sinners, had committed. And the Bible says that Jesus bore our sins in his body on the tree, and he did so that he took our place on the cross that the blessings of Abraham might come up on us, that we might be blessed with the blessings of Abraham. Every promise and every covenant ever made has been fulfilled and granted to the New Testament believer. There is no promise that is nay 
but every promise is yea and amen. And then there is the power of the blood. There is the punishment for sin, but then there is the remedy for it, and that is the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now, this blood doesn't just redeem us and save us when we first come to Christ, but it is also a fountain, as Jeremiah said, that never stops flowing. The Bible says, if we sin, don't be ashamed, don't get disappointed, don't run from God, for God has already made provision for you. He has foresaw your struggles, your fights, and he has supplied an opportunity called repentance, that if you commit sin, that you can come and repent before the Lord, and the Lord will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. This is the width, the height, the length, and the breadth of the love of God that man cannot understand. But it is available to you and I. Amen? It is available to us as many times as we need it. Seven times 70. In other words, man has a potential of every two and a half minutes in a 16-hour day to sin against man and God. But God in his grace and mercy and man in his Christ-likeness have the potential to forgive you seven times 70 and restore anything and repair anything that the devil has broken in order to get the advantage over your life. He restores everything that sin has taken. And God loves us. He's not disappointed in us. Could I get an amen? God is not moved by our transgressions. He's moved by our faith and repentance. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we receive today this broken body of Jesus Christ. A symbolism of the curse being lifted and broken over our life that we, as believers today, could live in and walk in every promise of the Old Testament and every promise of the New. God, we receive it now and we accept the penalty of our sin being paid. In Jesus' name, let us eat. Then, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the life-giving blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the great exchange, his life for our life, his righteousness for our sin, his position with you in place of our rebellion and our resistance 
and blasphemous life against you. We thank you for the power of the blood, for it washes us white as snow. Now, God, we pray that let us always be mindful of the power of the blood and let it speak to us when we are in dark places that we may have built ourselves, that you are there calling to us, come unto me, for God, your mercy is endless. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And please drink. Hallelujah. Well, I just, I want to speak just a few moments before we just see God do some good things today. Today is an impartation service. I declared that 40 days ago, not knowing that it would be Easter Sunday morning, but I'm going to do what I said I would do. So today is an impartation service. And if you will receive what is going to be released upon your life today, you will be transformed. You will be transformed. Amen? And before we go any further, I'd like to show you a little video of what is going to be trans or what is going to be placed upon your life. Could I have that? Father's business tonight. The Father's business is to save from sin. God has a miracle for you tonight. There's going to be special prayer for children here as well. Jesus. 
Hallelujah. And many of you have seen hundreds of those from around the world. And it enables you and I to bear witness of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Acts 4, 1 through the whole verse. That Jesus, in power in his name, glorifies God. And that the name establishes that Jesus had been raised from the dead verifies our acceptance into the kingdom of God by faith. That's going to happen to you. Today, something is going to be infused into your being. It happened to me, and it will happen to you. And if you will accept it and not neglect the gift or the impartation that is put on you today, you will automatically move into the realm of doing miracles. You say, well, I, I don't know how. It doesn't matter if you understand how, it just will be. Just will be. In Mark, the 16th chapter, right after Jesus' resurrection, in verse 12, he appears in another form to two of them, and they walked and went, into the country, and as they went, it was told un, unto the residue, neither believe they them. But Jesus afterward appears unto the eleven disciples as they sat at me, and he upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him 
after he was risen. This is the commission that Jesus gives us. And so many times we don't pay enough attention to what he's saying. But he says this, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. Somebody say, Go ye. Now I understand that it has been modernized and watered down to the point that it's palatable to our life. We want to put God into our life, but God is not to be fit into our life. He is to become our life. And so when it says, you know, your world is Jerusalem, Samaria, and it, well, that is your world, but that's only a small portion of the world. We are called to be world changers. We are called to preach the gospel around the world to everyone. Amen? And then it says this, And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they, have drink, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are not speculations. These are expectations. These are things that you and I are to expect out of our relationship with Christ. It is not us that is alone that is doing it alone, but in verse 20 it says, Jesus worked with them confirming what they were preaching with signs and wonders following. This is what God asks us to do. Too much or too many of the church reads a passage of Scripture but does not put any faith with it. But today, I want you to expect that when I lay hands on you, that what I have, you will receive. It happened to me. And so when it happens to you, you have to do something about it. If you get married, you start acting like you're married. If you get a job, you show up for the job as if you have that place. If you have a meal called in at Wendy's or wherever, you drive expecting the meal to be ready. Could we not expect that Jesus is as faithful as anything else in the world? That if he said this would happen, it would happen. Amen? It will. So today, as we lay hands on you, I want you to receive the impartation. I want you to receive the transformation from one to another. The Bible says that Moses had 70 elders. He laid hands upon each one of them, and the spirit that was on Moses got 
on the 70 elders. So there is a reality of the transfusion or transforming or the impartation of a spirit that we pray for people and that it happens. Paul said, don't neglect the gift that is in thee, Timothy, by the laying on of my hands. And so today, we're going to lay hands on people. And you're going to be different. Now, some of you, I'm sure, well, we're just going to believe those people stayed home. We're going to believe that every person believes the Bible. And that when the Bible says something, that it will happen. And then after it says something, that you and I will act on it. Amen? We'll act on it. And you become consistent and persistent about seeing those things in your life. How many of you believe in Jesus Christ? Then each and every one of you are a candidate for a miracle life. This is the witness that his name is invested with power. Amen? And then we understand and we all recall Jesus said, the works that I do, you shall do also. That is not just a religious statement. It is not a statement to just a chosen special few. It is a statement to you as a believer that the works that Jesus did, you shall do also. And greater works than what he did, you will do also. You say, well, what are the greater? I don't know. I'm waiting to see them. But we are seeing just what Jesus did. And you're going to begin to see them the same way. Now, the Bible says in Matthew 10, 1, 8, that Jesus called to him, not only the 12 disciples, but upwards to 70 disciples. He gave them power over devils. Luke defines it a little better in Luke 10, 19. He gave them power over serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Remember, Jesus said in his name, you shall cast out devils. You shall cast out devils. And then he says, and behold, I give you power to heal the sick, to cleanse the leper, to raise the dead, and to cast out devils. Now he gave that to every disciple. Now you and I are called not only to preach the gospel, but to make disciples or to make like previous people that served Christ. Do you realize that Jesus wants you to be just like Peter, just like James, just like John, just like the Apostle Paul? You have been called to be a light to the world. You are called to be one that would live 
beyond what we call ordinary or reason. Amen? We, as Christians, are invested with a power that God invests the church with. It is not just a good story. It is a real story. It is a real act that needs to take place in our life. And God wants us to do it. Amen? You might say, well, we're too young. Here's my grandson, the age of seven years old. I remember it well, on a stage. And a girl had a blind eye that had stuck a protractor in it. Don't you think those things come with instructions? Don't put them in your eyeball. She put it in her eyeball. Her eyeball ran right out. And Lincoln said, well, Papa, what are you going to do? I said, I'm not going to do anything. She's not in front of me. She's in front of you. Now, what are you going to do? I said, what should I do? I said, if I was you, I'd say, devil, in the name of Jesus, I command you to loose her and God, I ask you to give this girl a brand new eye. And immediately her eye was reformed and that blind eye saw. Now that's just a seven-year-old child. You will do the very same thing. You have all the faith that you need. You had faith that delivered you from sin, from Satan's rule. There's no area that your faith hasn't already defeated Satan over your life. There's none. Your faith translated you from death unto life, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God from the curse to blessing. Amen? So there is nothing wrong with your faith. But today we're going to learn to use it in a different way. In a different way. Amen? And God is going to transform you and me. And God's going to do something that is impossible to do. What did you come for, young lady? Huh? Did you come for any specific purpose? Besides that. How about your life? You haven't been here in years. Ah, okay. Uh, oh, I do. I do believe in miracles. Yeah. Good, you used to come in a miracle service. Have you ever seen a puzzle? Every part 
has to be put back in a right place for the puzzle to be complete. And if those pieces of that puzzle are shaken, moved, lost, frailed, then the puzzle never comes back to its full value. And that's kind of what has been in your heart. Your heart has been broken and made in fragments. But God is a puzzle master. I'm telling you, I've seen him do, geez, good night. I've seen demon possessed and blind, deaf, dumb, twisted, and, and God does it. God is about put your puzzle back together. I don't know why people go through what they go through, but it doesn't matter what they go through, it's that Jesus picks them up and brings them on through. And I'm telling you, God is about to do a reorganizing of your fractured life. And God is going to touch you. And God is going to mend you. And your life is going to be full. Now God, by the power of the name of Jesus Christ, I loose right now, God, the gifts of healing. I loose the gifts of healing. God, to mend, to mold, to adjust, to restructure, and God, to put into place the way that you have called her life to be. And God, I ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How are you guys doing? <laughs> okay, except you want to go back to sleep. I understand. I, I do too. I wanted to do that. Hallelujah. How are you doing, young man? Are these yours? Is... Oh, she's mom. Okay. Well, good deal. <laughs> good deal. Praise God. And uh, how long have you been married? Nine years. Nine years. You had to think about that. Wow. Praise God. Are you still as happy as you were the first day you got married? Happier. Wow. I, I think he probably is, being very honest. Has a perfect family, a good family. Good wife. He married up about 10 steps. And, uh, you know, and uh, so how is your job situation? Very well. Okay. All right. Hallelujah. Come on, folks. Just lift, lift your hands up towards Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
but I do see a struggle in the area of the balance of finances. I don't say that in a bad way. I say it to tell you that the stress contention is going to end and God is going to show forth and God is going to break forth and I just believe that in 14 days that there is going to be a financial infusion into your finances to resolve or to remedy an issue. And that's going to put everything back in balance. And all of this stress, whatever you want to call it, you know, struggle is going to be over. Is going to be over. In Jesus' name. Are you two married? You are. You have any children? Two. What? And two in heaven. Are you trying to have another one? You're not. Okay. Hmm. You ought to have six more. <laughs> right? <laughs> she wants you to have the next six. Praise God. Hallelujah. And what do you do for a living? You babysit children. And what do you do? That, that'll keep her from wanting more. Good. You're happy? You like it? Good deal. I used to drive one. I almost ran over a guy and they fired me. I thought, what's the big deal? If just one employee, it's not like it was. You know, the owner of the company. So, uh, but, you know, God's got good things in store for you. He really does. You just need to get a mindset that God's not a God that's withholding, but God is a God that's giving. He is. You know, have you ever heard of an old saying, something good is about to happen? You ever heard that? That was coined by a man named Oral Roberts. And he used to say, something good is about to happen. And I see that on you. Something good is about to happen. You're a pretty even keel guy. You are not wacky, get mad, get put off. And you're, you're a pretty even keel guy. Well, you know, there is something that God does with faithful people and consistent people. And uh, now I'm just talking to you guys because I'm waiting. But I sense that there is a change coming right now. You know, we can't do anything without Jesus. So we might as well babble. But God is entering into this place right now. And there are healing angels coming. Hallelujah. 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 And you and I both know God ain't done with what he has planned for you. Just because you hit a bump in the road 
doesn't mean that God doesn't want you to go forward. It just means you went over a bump in the road. And those bumps can be people. Those bumps can be circumstances. In fact, they can be a whole arm of a family that seemingly opposes us. Not for any reason. They just do. You know, Satan puts a thought in and a thought turns to a mountain and people go crazy and, you know, they lose their mind and, you know, that happens to sinners. Every, I mean, Christians, every day when they sin, they lost their mind. My word. But, you know, you have a whole arm of a section of a family that has opposed you and has taken a strong stance against you. But I'm telling you, just wait upon the Lord. God will vindicate. God will justify. God will equip. Equip. And God will establish. So just believe what, through a prophecy of what is being said, and you'll be established. And you watch it. And whether it's the way that we think or not, God will store and the latter end will always be far greater than the former. So you just rest in that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are here today and... I see a heart, and that heart has, I would call it, a pinched valve. It, it has a, it's not clogged, it's pinched. Some way, that heart, that valve, that vein, well, whatever you would call it, has really never developed, but it looks like it's pinched. And it keeps a compartment of your heart from working the way it's supposed to work. Now, who has that condition? If that's you, raise your hand up. We'll just give it a moment. Hallelujah. Now, if you are deaf in one ear or both ears, please raise your hand or stand to your feet. Eric, watch for that uh, heart thing. Anybody here deaf in one ear, both ears? Pam, please stand up. Uh, anybody else? Okay, come out here, Pam. And how long have you been deaf? I had problems when I was in high school and had surgery. And then I was okay for a long time. And um, I have one, I got slapped upside of the head and one eardrum 
broke. Now I could tell you that I saw that you got, somebody got wrapped on the side of the head. But I didn't want to accuse Bob of it, so no, I just. somebody I just, else. Okay, somebody else. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so are you totally deaf? It, it seems like it's getting a little better. Okay. All right. Well, let's not just a lot. let's get it a lot better. So you know that when it all comes back, you'll have to listen to Bob twice as much because you have two ears. All right. And it's this ear here. Now, in the name of Jesus, oh God, for Your glory, right now, I curse. I curse, God, this spirit of deafness. I command you, you deaf devil, in Jesus' name, I command you to come out right now. Be open. Oh, God, I loosed creative miracles into the eardrum, God, that's been ruptured. And, oh, Father, for your glory, in Jesus' name, open. Be open. Okay, Bob, stand up here and talk to your wife. Here, let's plug this finger up. Oh, yeah, not the finger, I mean the ear. I, I can hear him saying something, but I can't distinguish. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Say something <laughs> sweet, Bob. Like, baby, after I take you to lunch, we're going home. <laughs> you hear him? I could hear part. I mean, it's... Okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, God, right now, I ask you to adjust this audio that God shall hear every verb, every noun, God, every letter pronounced in Jesus' name. Now, come out of her. Be open in Jesus' name. Okay, now, Bob, go ahead. I, I can hear, make out some of the words, but not all of it. I can't even hear him. In the name, in the name of yes. Jesus, God, open yes. this ear up yes. all the way. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, I loose, God, the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Okay, Bob. Rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoice in your presence. Okay. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, finish this. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now, there you go. All right. Be blessed. Yes, I believe that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, Carl. Yes, Carl. What do you got? I have my right ear, only 20% hearing in it. And um, uh, also, I need uh, for strength in my legs here to really. Uh, okay, now, uh, what caused this? Over the years, when I was in school, three different times, somebody come up and clapped their hands over my ears and punctured the eardrums. Eardrum. Okay. So I have like three scarred scars in my right ear and two on my left. Really? Yeah. 
That's why. You need to get new friends, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in the name of Jesus, you deaf devil, I command you right now, in Jesus' name, come out of him right now. God, I loose the working of miracles into these eardrums. God, recreate it. Oh, God, the nerve endings in Jesus' name be opened. Okay, Carl. Now, we'll plug this one up. Now, tell me what you're hearing. Every word you say. So tell me what you hear. Okay. So can you hear it clear? Uh, You're a little distance. Okay. Because I moved away. Now, can you hear it clear? Yes. Okay. All righty. Now, can you hear? Yeah. Okay. Say this with me, Pastor. This is me, Pastor. Is good looking. (laughs) I I don't mean to lie. No. (laughs) Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, give him strength in his legs. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. For every farmer that has lower back problems, would you please stand to your feet? Every farmer. Not one farmer. Oh, Ron. Oh, there you go, Ron. All right. Put your hand on your back. You have a disc, a ruptured disc. I do in my neck, but I have pain sometimes when I get up in the morning and take two or three steps, I about fall. Okay, now what about this disc in your neck? uh, I was in a wreck and uh, five and six was ruptured and herniated. Okay, and you, now do you have pain from that now? Once in a while. Okay. But not all the time. All right, you have any pain in your back now? Not at this moment. Okay, good. In the name of Jesus, God, I loose a miracle into these vertebrae, fourth and fifth disc, right now, in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you. This pain will never come back on him, and we thank you for it. Amen and amen. There you go. That was easy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How you doing? Do you know him? Hallelujah. How you guys doing? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know that seasons are about to change for you, Kathy. And I would tell you, just let Jesus have control. Let Jesus take you through the storms. When you come through it on the other side, you will land at a place that God has destined you to be. He has not forgotten you. He's not forsaken you. Just because the waters of life get tough doesn't mean that God has closed his eyes. And I'm telling you that God will end up being a good God to you in Jesus name. Amen.
and amen. Hallelujah. You know, I still see that heart. You have a part of your heart shut off. I don't know what chamber it is, but you have it cut off. Oh, okay. Stand your feet, Ida. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, you are a miracle worker. God, you are a creator. Now, God, you gave her this heart. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command this heart right now to be healed, to come into order, God, to give length of days and longevity and fullness of life in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, hallelujah. If, I, I'd like for everybody to line up here and I'm going to pray for you. And if you have a sickness and disease, here's what's going to happen. Eric will give me one word. And then I will pray for that one situation. Now, we only need one manifestation. If you have, let's say, pain in your nose, we pray for that pain in the nose. When that pain in that nose goes, then you just allow God to continue operating and working the working of miracles. Because everything produces after its own kind. I don't have to pray for 15 diseases. All I have to do is pray for one. Because once that anointing goes in there, it will keep doing what it needs to do till you're whole. That's why the leper was healed when he went. Every time he took a step, something was transpiring. And so there's going to be lots of things that take place in this. Just give one word, one statement, and we'll pray that one thing. And when we pray, you're going to get healed of that one thing. But it's evidence that God is doing something or that God has begun a good work. The second thing is going to happen is there is going to be an impartation into your life and you are going to begin to see miracles you're going to begin to pray for the sick the blind the deaf whatever it might be and you're going to see miracles take place because these signs follow those that believe amen hallelujah so if you will stand to your feet Please head right up here and let's start a line. And God is going to begin to do something supernatural for you.
Father, I ask you right now, 